Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, buddy, I don't know what to talk about first. I went camping, and the Seahawks season is doomed. Which one do you want to talk about? Um... Well, I mean, this is a Seahawks podcast, probably, yeah. probably the latter. Okay. So camping. All right. So I was up in oh. Big Bear, California, <laughs> and I found where well, I was down this hiking trail and there were these, these big holes in the ground under these boulders look like caves, you know? So of course I had to grab my headlamp and dive down in there, see what's up. And I guess my question for you is, do you like camping? And also, would you just dive into a hole in the ground for fun? Oh yeah, no, he, yeah, I put it on Instagram. Look at oh, that. Oh wow. You went in there great outdoor style, huh? <laughs> yeah, dude. I was I told my buddy, I was with my buddy Marty. Shout out to Marty. And I just told him, I was like, hey man, you stay up here and um like, you know, go for help if we need it. And he was like, You're not going down there. And I was like, Yeah, I am. And then he did too after me, but you know, I'm not gonna Come put back in five minutes. Picture. Just wait yeah. longer. <laughs> Look at that, man. Um, No, I'm not. I'm an indoor cat, man. No, you can, (laughs) you can have that camping. Um, It's just, uh, I think I had a bad experience and it wasn't a bad experience, but I only had one experience, which is why I haven't gone again. So when, when you're not, I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay. (laughs) When, uh, when you're not doing well in school at May, there's an outdoor leadership. There's an outdoor leadership class. So I was failing a couple uh, credits or classes and Uh-oh. this was a way, but I mean, it's, it's a hard way to, to get back eligible or on the yeah. right side of the GPA. <laughs> and so, you know, it's a week long course and we're for the first three or four days, we're in a classroom. It's really nothing too serious. We get out there. There's a little uh, canoe and a river that we go down. I was like, this is easy. This is cake. Right. And then he's like, all right, the last three days we're going up to uh, the mountains. And I was like, what? Like, and I guess he was preparing us. Had I paid attention, I would have known for the three days of like living in a tent, um, like outhouse only. You're going to shower. You're going to shower with a bar of soap in the river, which was freezing. So, um, yeah, it wasn't. That wasn't for me, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm into it, dude. We didn't even have a house this time. We were just, we were, it's just, you're in the woods, dude. Yeah, it's, right. I've seen your RV. That thing's, <laughs> better, that thing's better than some houses. Whatever, man. I got old Yukon. I turned into a camping truck. There's no bathroom in there. Whatever. Um, also, the Seahawks season is doomed. So we need to start the show because we got to talk yeah, about our team. Okay. Show. All right. Let's start the show. Hit the theme song. Let's do it. <laughs> Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. Takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Oh! Holy catfish. Hey, that's great football now. It's going to work now. Keep playing. Who's got my back? I got your back. That's Lofa. 
the player. Trouble plant, thunder, all one when he played. Russell looking. Uh -huh. Russell scrambling. Uh -huh. Pump faking. Uh -huh. Still looking. Now he spins out. We got a fly, baby. 35 40. Down the far sideline. He's still moving. He's going to go. Yes. Yes. Oh. 20. 10. They do it again. Touchdown. 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 Seahawks. It's the Seahawks podcast on the Believe Sports Network. I started low this time and then went high you know change it up on you guys thanks for tuning in thanks for listening we're also on brinks.tv uh, my man lofa tatupu is joining us as always seahawks all pro linebacker what's up buddy how you doing brother hanging in there man um you guys can email the show send us your comments send us your questions seahawkspod at gmail.com also hit us up on any social media i believe in seahawks okay the seahawks season is over lofa and we got to talk about it but first betonline.ag feel free to improv or riff about betting or you can just say and now a word from our sponsor if you're into sports betting bet online is where you should go to win some money today seriously i mean these guys have everything that you can wager on you can be throwing down your super bowl picks already nfc champion picks afc champion picks baseball's going on Kraken season is almost upon us so the nhl is coming soon ufc they also have a casino with table games and slot machines and all kinds of other ways that you can be winning money at betonline.ag. Use our promo code Believe B L E A V for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. <sighs> Lofa, the Seahawks played a game. With the Raiders, they lost 20-7. to seven. It was pretty sloppy. I don't know. I found it kind of boring, to be honest. I don't even know why we're doing the preseason anymore. Um, hot take. We'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. No Jamal, no Dwayne. Geno's getting sacked with people coming off the edge. I'm scared to death, dude. The season is over. It's doomed. Let's just pack it in and not even play, right? No, 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 no. I mean... <laughs> Look, you know, yeah, I know it wasn't the prettiest game. Um, you know, it was tough. I'm sure, you know, going into the half, what was 13 nothing or for trail? We had, didn't have even put a point on the board. And, no. uh, and it seemed like the game was not as close as 20 to seven or 20 to six. It was, uh, it, it felt like they kind of, you know, took it to us. But, um, yeah. I mean, some, some bright spots in there. And yeah. I, what are your thoughts in general? Cause at least they weren't wearing shorts, shorts and shirts, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I, I thought, you know, our pass rush showed up and that's encouraging because that's what we, that was our strength last year. And it's like, okay, we probably even a little deeper this year up front. And so that has to show up and it did. It was, it was a lot of pressure uh, supplied by, you know, everybody up front. So that was encouraging. Yeah. I would say that was a bright spot for me too. Um, I, let's see, I think I wrote down, okay, I got the offense here later. I mean, I wanted to start with then, I guess the okay. young guys, because, we didn't really see any of the old guys play at all. Like any of the starters, everybody was sitting. This was a game for the young guys, for the Raiders too, not just on our team. But And it seemed like that's how the whole NFL handled this week one of this uh, only three-game now preseason that we got. Yeah, a lot of young guys, and uh, I, that's what I expected to see. Um, you know, with three games, who knows how they're going to – I don't know, is game two next week? Is this going to be our dress rehearsal and then give them another week off? 
that last one, but it almost seems like there's there's a, a mini bye week at the end of of camp. So um, I'd expect them maybe to play it like the third game is the dress rehearsal. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I uh, saw a ton of young players, and uh, it was good just to to see them get their feet wet and uh, play some football. Who stood out to you? Anybody flash uh, catch that scouting eye of yours? Yeah. Um, you know, my man, Neil, all over the place again. Um, you know, I'm just specifically talking defense right now. Um, up front, Sheem really showed up. Um, I think, he, you know, he had like four or five of the pressures uh, and, and the sack, right? Yeah. Rasheem so. Green ended up with five quarterback pressures and one sack on uh, 17 passing downs or yeah. pass rushing downs. And there were sometimes he got in so quick that the quarterback just Psalms, you know, escaping is like there's nowhere for you know uh you, you can't you know blame Sheen for not making the sack. He, he forced him out of the pocket and on the run. So well, and he's got that big neck roll, dude, which is kind of <laughs> sick. Like, he yeah. looks like such a throwback out there, right? Oh, it's pretty man. awesome. It is, but um, yeah, I was encouraged by that and happy to see him out there doing his thing because uh, you know he's a kid we've had a lot of high expectations for, and uh, mm-hmm. you know just got to get those reps in. So yeah, um, he had a great game. Yeah. Linebackers, I thought they all looked pretty solid. Uh, you know, um, Barton really, I mean, the two two sacks he added, um, one, it looked like it was a designated pressure, and the other one looked like a hug up to the running back where he just found, you know, the, the back blocked and he found a, a seam coming up the middle. So yeah. it's um, that's a, something you really can't teach in terms of instincts. And then uh, he showed great burst getting through the line of scrimmage to make those. Yeah, man. I mean, I I uh, I thought all the linebackers. I think we're real deep at linebacker, right? Like that seems like a real strong position. I know you're you're watching those guys. I mean, Ben Burkhaven, our guy from UW, he was all over the place on teams as well. And um, Jordan Brooks uh, just looks fast and looks looks hungry. I I thought that was a real bright spot for me in the game. Yeah, I feel like we could always use one veteran linebacker, though. You know, it's just hmm. me, maybe. Hmm, I think we'll talk about him a little bit later in our oh, zone okay. segment, actually. Okay. Uh, Pete Carroll mentioned Alton Robinson and Daryl Taylor by name in his postgame press conference. He really wanted to make sure to shout those guys out. Um, you know, Daryl Taylor hasn't really – he hasn't, hasn't gotten to put on the uniform yet, even though this is his yeah. second season with the team. So good to see him out there running around. He's wearing number 52 if you're looking for him. There he is. Uh, coming around the corner there. You know, it's weird for me as a fan every time we tune into the first preseason game to get used to all the new numbers, and especially with guys wearing the single digits because it looks like they must be like undrafted free agents or something, but then it's like our guys who we think are, might be battling for starters. Is it, was it weird for you too? It was weird for me to get used to everybody in the uniforms. Well, you're used to it in in preseason, right? It's going to be weird come, you know, game day uh, when the when – the- the the regular season starts you see digs out there in six or dunlap in eight you know unless we're in number eight yeah, yeah. but yeah. um so no i mean it, it, it's cool man and uh yeah taylor looked good uh robinson you know we were running a, a lot of that stick front which is has them you know kind of stand up outside dn slash linebackers and um you know they look good they look pretty solid dropping into coverage and i think that's really you know that's a that's a tall order for someone who's primarily only rush the passer you know and that's something that we were able to do with um bruce Irvin, but i I don't know if these guys are quite the athlete that bruce was yeah we'll see because you saw the first long it was uh out and up you know uh on alton robinson i mean it was hell of a job of the big guy just turning and running yeah i mean good effort but come on i was gonna i'm glad you brought up that play because i was gonna bring up that play specifically i mean we don't want to see that come regular season time 
Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's where you're going to get attacked. Um, you know, it's, they're going to go to the flats and that's your primary responsibility is the flats. But if you have two and through the zone or, or someone that goes flat and up, the corner is going to start when he sees that flat, he's going to overlap over two if there's a two vertical. And so right there, you saw an instance of like, okay, this is how we're going to get exploited in terms of coverage. If this is the front we choose to use as our base front and base just means like our go-to, like we, we don't know if they're running or passing, we should get something out there and they run the stick front with, you know, it looks like a, a three, four variation of a defense with Bobby and, and Brooks kind of covered up in all gaps. They just get to run free, but, um, Taylor, I was encouraged that they did throw the flats one time on his side. He ran out there with great speed. He didn't overrun it. He broke down. He he hit the guy really square, really flush, uh, and knocked him out of bounds. It was it was a really athletic play. So the defense, I mean, they had some great moments, and like these guys were playing hard, like we said. But let's flip over to the offense for a second because brand new offense. Shane Waldron, first game calling plays for the Seahawks. You know, first action, and um. I mean, I, you know, how fair is it to him that there's it's not the starters? I mean, is this even good for the team to be out there doing a brand new offense with with you know without the guys? I mean, it just dude, the offense looked sloppy. They it didn't seem like they had much energy. I mean, most of the yards came on the one play for DJ Dallas. Uh, you know, I, let's get into the offense here because I don't know, I'm nervous. Yeah, you know, I mean, <clears throat> you have every right to to be nervous with uh, the the showing we had, but uh, this guy's not falling, believe it or not. It was, like you said, it was the backups. Um, what was probably more concerning before we close and go to the offense was, you know, Nathan Peterman, a guy that we've seen routinely have trouble playing in the NFL. And you know, no offense to him, it's, playing quarterbacks hard, but we've seen five or six interceptions and a half, and he carved us up. Like yeah. so. Uh, with the secondary, I just want to see guys challenge a little more. I was expecting to see okay. to see uh, you know them step up and not give so much cushion and coverage. But, um, but nice. now in offense, good, yeah, good I don't think it's a uh, it's, this isn't a, a fair gauge to see where we're at and say you know that oh this was the test and you know um, and you know I know everybody's like well where was the up tempo offense well you don't have Russ in there. And like, that's probably who's, you know, going to be running it when they do. So um, not fair to judge him off this, uh, this first one. And, uh, but yeah, definitely some things to work on. And well, we, I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I think a lot of work to be done, but what it's the problem is with the way that the, the NFL is now and the new, you know, collective bargaining and the guys like not really playing in the preseason. And there's only three, three games now. Like what, are, what are we going to do to get this thing? Like, fired up and running I, I don't feel like we have a lot of time you know that that extra missing that extra preseason game i think could be huge especially with a team you know trying to learn a brand new offense and brand new guy you know yeah no I, i'm not worried about them you know again with this when the starters get in you know we'll see where we're at right yeah. but um you know it's a uh, first preseason game get those jitters out of the way a lot of these guys you know they you know, haven't played football in a long time, you know, real live action football, no excuse, but uh, they're learning a new playbook. And uh, especially even, even the veterans are learning Shane Walters new, new playbook, but um, yeah, some things to work on. I, I thought the, um, the running backs look pretty solid. DJ Dallas was obviously the star of the game. Um, yeah. And then um, followed by the receiving group. I mean, we, we are deep at receiver and uh yeah. Yeah, like uh, Fuller, Swain. I mean, they're going to have some tough decisions to make, and we haven't even you know seen the new guy yet. Um, 
So. Oh yeah. Uh, Eskridge. Yeah. Eskridge. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Fuller on that one third down conversion too, fighting the guy off and, and uh, fighting for extra yards, catching the ball in the first place. It was a nice tight throw. And then getting out of the tackle. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then good shout effort. out. Uh, I thought Magoo looked good. Um, was it Magoo? Magoo. Magoo. Yeah. Quarterback Magoo, Mr. Magoo back there. <laughs> Number 10, buddy. Mr. Magoo, I'm all over it. Timbaland and Magoo. Uh, but yeah, he looked he looked good. Um, and especially on that busted play, the busted coverage, because the free guy who should have been running cover and the running back was on the other side. Having the wherewithal to see that fourth and four, and then not rushing and like just like throwing like a, a dart because a lot of those guys just get knocked down. You see when quarterbacks panic and they have that same exact throw and he just lobbed it over the top. DJ made a hell of a, a catch. DJ pointed to the guy he wanted blocked and then just <laughs> made him miss the tackle. That was the, the the comedy for me on that play. The DJ was like, get that guy. And then the guy hits him. And he's like, okay, well, I got that guy. <laughs> maybe, just, maybe just get out of my way. There's a great uh, mic'd up. Uh, he So DJ was mic'd up for the game. So there's a great clip of that touchdown run on the Seahawks Twitter um, with him, you know, doing all the grunting. <laughs> And you can hear his pads moving and he's running. And I, I love all the little, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fun. And you can hear him yelling, like, get him, get him, like as he's pointing <laughs> at the block. And it's pretty good. Um, Do you so, know what? The, yeah, go the, ahead. The, the next best running back I saw was a guy by the name of BJ Evans, who we said we had all off season. Like that, mm-hmm. did that guy not look great uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on that 22 yard scamper up the middle, made a couple of people miss, kept his feet and he looked quick. Um, yeah. I thought, Thought he was still with us. Don't know what happened there. I don't know what happened there either, yeah. Uh, Not much to report as far as injuries go, which is obviously the best news of all coming out of a preseason game. Philip Haynes had a bit of a sore knee, but I guess he'll be all right. Um, But Geno Smith, and then now here's the big offensive moment that we got to talk about. Geno Smith, concussion. um, He's not feeling great. He took a really hard hit on one of the very early plays of the game. Um, Stone Forsyth, the new rookie left tackle, he kind of missed an assignment out there, and there was a free rusher coming right at Gino and all respect to Gino. We love Gino, but I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, we're lucky number three wasn't in there right at that moment. That was scary, man. Whole season flashed before my eyes. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, but Russ, <clears throat> Russ usually finds a way to get, get out of those uh, danger Russ situations. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I, I mean, come on though. It, it leads to the obvious question about Dwayne Brown and what yes. we get to sign him and what's going on here. And, well, uh, it's got Hawk fans scared, man. Me, me in particular. Yeah, and I mean to address this, you got to talk about. I think the fact that we're in a kind of a stalemate or not going anywhere with Jamal, and we've seen this in the past. Like, hey, if we can't get get this one done, it's on to the next important one in front of us, and none there more important than right Wayne there. in yeah. terms of the uh, the future of our offense and uh, our quarterback. So, um, you know, I honestly, I think. If if we can't work anything out with Jamal, they're going to go turn their attention right now. Uh, I guarantee you they're trying to see what they can do to work out a, a possible, you know, a year or two deal with him. Uh, if Dwayne Brown, there's Jamal right there. We'll get into his contract in a yeah. bit. Um, if, if Dwayne doesn't play in the preseason or if they don't get this worked out in the preseason, should Russ play in the preseason? I mean, can you afford to have that kind of a missed assignment with a free rusher in the preseason, guy trying to make the team coming at you know, QB one. I mean, I don't want to see that. I mean, he still needs the reps. So, I mean, maybe we just throw a tight end over there next to him and put the running back over there. Yeah. And just <laughs> tread a, lightly. Yeah. We're going to yeah. roll protection that way. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Um, I what's going to happen here, though? I mean, they've they've got to get this thing done. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, Russ, we we have to have a good season for him. Yeah, you know, we don't want him going anywhere. We've talked about that. This is a kind of feels like a bit of a make or break season, and we got to put the pieces around him. I don't know what they're doing. They got to get all of this figured out. Well, now that you know, because from all the reports, like that are coming out about Jamal that said, oh, they'll make they'll let him play two years under the franchise tag, which increases by a percentage each year until they can hammer out a long-term deal because of what we gave up for him. But um, with uh, with that kind of being put on pause, like, hey, we're not offering anything else. I think it's been a week since they talked, last talk, at least that's what's been reported. Um, the Hawks can zone in on Dwayne Brown now. Mm-hmm. Well, they need to, man, because, I mean, if Russ – doesn't get the reps like you're saying, or even doesn't get the reps with the right players in there, then it hurts his preparation for the season and the separations in the preparation, right, Lofa? That is what Russell says. Come on. So yes, that's true. Mr. Unlimited. He they better start giving his left tackle unlimited dollars because he needs to get out there, man. Yeah, we gotta get something done. Yikes. I think um, they know that though. You know, at this point they know that. Yeah, well, we all know it now, and especially that play exemplified it. And like I said, I feel bad for Gino, but like we got to get something done. More paperwork, Lofa. <clears throat> nice. So I don't know if you heard, but apparently, former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. Really? <laughs> I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balance alkaline supplement called Balance Seven, and um. That's what's helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. Uh, it, it says read it word for word, you guys. You got to bear with me. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree with Lamar more. After watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Okay, all joking aside, uh, Balance 7 is... Uh, it's it's it, it balances your alkaline, everybody, and puts your pH into balance. And I'm sure our man Lofa could talk to this even more. But like, you know, because he's a health nut. But like, you got to make sure that your pH and your alkaline and everything's all in balance. OK. And so Lamar and Balance 7 are here for you guys. You go to Balance7.com. Use the promo code. I'm guessing it's believe you didn't read right. on this, but believe B L E A V. We're gonna keep it, it easy bottom. for everybody. Yeah, believe at checkout you receive a four ounce bottle of my smooth skin with your purchase of Balance Seven products. They're all about health and wellness over there. Um, and uh, so again, go to Balance Seven. Use promo code believe at checkout to get the promotion. I know that I'm gonna be doing that. If it worked for Lamar, it can work for you too. Get your pH and alkaline and all that in line, everybody. Um, Seahawks contracts. This is what we, we got to talk about a little bit more in depth, though, because how does it work with the franchise tag and all that stuff? Like we're hearing all these terms get thrown around, but for your average Seahawk fan, what does all this mean? I mean, and and how do you feel about it, Lofa? Would you rather see yeah. them sign him to a traditional long-term contract, or is the franchise tag okay with you? And what does it all mean? Who who are we specifically talking about with right Jamal. now? Jamal. Okay. With Jamal. Jamal. It seems like it's headed that way, right? Yeah. So the franchise tag is an average of the top five players at your position, and you take the average, and that that's what you get paid guaranteed for that year against injury and uh, other things. So. Hmm. 
you know, it's it's not a bad deal. You could pay the average of the top five. So you're in there in that conversation. It's guaranteed great. But so you get paid no, nicely, but it's only for one season. There's right? no long term security. Yeah. And, um, you know, you see how violent this game is and how how that guy plays like the Tasmanian devil out there. It's like mm-hmm. and he had a number of injuries last year because of that's just that's the, that's the nature of the game. Right. Yeah. He came off week one with that elbow, um, had had a groin or a hamstring uh, later that sidelined him. So. Yeah, he, he's he's earned it. He uh, We've given up enough for him. So that's what the franchise is. And now, like what I was saying is, if we don't get something done, the reports that are coming out right now saying they're fine with having a franchise and then they'll do it again next year. And, you know, so it's, uh, it's yeah, it's great money up front or for one, two years. But you want that you want that long-term commitment, at least, you know, four or five year deal. Like, Hey, I'm going to be here. Like my family's going to be here. So yeah. you know, there's things past football that you have, have to, to do consider. this all over again next year. Right? Oh, you know, it sounds like they're, they're willing to do the both sides are willing to, Hey, we'll do it again next year. And, uh, which, well, also it brings up an interesting question, which is what position does Jamal Adams play anyway? Yes. Because so, the money will be different based on where he gets uh categorized, right? Yeah. And I forget who ran into the situation. Um he was like listed as a linebacker, but he had more than seventy percent of rushes to to thirty percent of drops. And so he was trying to get tagged as a D end because I think he just happened to play in a three four. It wasn't like Vaughn or somebody, it was it was a DN and a three, four might've been maybe Mac. I uh, could have included Mac, but um, before he got his long-term deal done. And so it does bring up the question is like, Hey, he does spend the majority of his time going forward. And uh, you might even be able to go get that DN tag the way he, the way he blitzes. <laughs> well, because so uh, uh, safety would be cheaper than a linebacker. I think or it's nine and a half is the average of the top five and the top average of the top five of the linebackers is like, 16 or 15 something like oh that. wow okay it's so like, there's even more drama to be had even if they try to use the franchise tag because we'll see what it shakes out position yeah. oh yeah oh I boy mean, what a mess it, it, it a is mess. a mess and hopefully hopefully we can come to agreement uh, I, but you see like why seahawks fans are frustrated right because we get these big free agent names to come in and, and john and pete they do a good job of getting these guys but then all this contractual nightmare, it feels like the Seahawks are in this every single year with somebody. There's all this drama. And now we got it twofold with Jamal and Dwayne. You know? Um, yeah. what, what's up? What, why does this always happen to us? <laughs> I, want, I, I want a stress-free preseason, man. What's going on? Oh, man. You and me both. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, for whatever reason. It's, and, you know, it's always different. Like right now, like we have two guys at very different points in their career, right? And, you know, so Dwayne, and I mean, he, he's 36. Um, you know, I don't know how many years he even wants to play, you know, left, but how many, how many quality years? I mean, he's a stud, probably could get another year or two. And then, you know, but I understand, you know, he's like, hey, this is this last time I'm going to ink my name. Like, yeah. you know, just give me what I'm worth. Well, that's kind of what I'm asking. Like, why don't John and Pete just give these guys the contracts? Let's go here. Yeah, well, I, you know, I don't understand not signing, you know, you know, Dwayne because uh, one, how important he is to, you know, that offense and you know Russ in particular, but um, you know, I, I feel like you got to get be able to get creative and just you know hammer out an extension of one year. So this year plus one, and then just add a little more upfront money because, you know, we don't have a replacement. Like <laughs> Stone is not ready to. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, and again, if you were going to replace Dwayne. 
it would have been with a, a high first, second, third round pick that you have a lot of faith in, um, but that still would have had a year to, to learn behind Dwayne. And we, we haven't, we haven't got that guy. So that is what's kind of concerning is, you know, no, uh, no plan going forward really at the position. Well, do you start to worry though, as a fan, like with, I mean, cause this, just this drama every year, this has to hurt the team. I'm talking about in terms of actual wins and losses during the season, how far they make it in the postseason. Doesn't this stuff affect it? And I just feel like in our Super Bowl run years, like we didn't really have this drama leading up to this stuff all the time. Like that, now it's like every year there's all this drama and it really like, for me, it just, it takes away from the, the football and it has to as a player, doesn't it? Doesn't this wear on players in the locker room? What's the talk among the guys in the locker room when all this stuff's going on every single At the season? end of the day, you're a professional and you're expected to be one. And, um, and so if you're under a contract, you're obligated to play under that. <clears throat> now, if you sit out, you sit out. That's, you know, you have every right to do that. But, um, you know, once you play with whoever shows up, man, and that's, that's really, you know, it's, uh, it sucks if your guys aren't there, but, um, you have a commitment to the team and, and to each other to play as hard as you can yeah. and under the given circumstances. If a guy's not there, he's not there. And it's not, all right, we'll go to the next guy. It's like, hey, man, you, we need you to step up. We're going to rally around you because oftentimes he's not the player that is sitting out if it is Jamal sitting out or Dwayne. Um, but, um, yeah, but, man, don't, but don't John and Pete – I mean, look, I don't, I don't want them to, like, back up the Brinks truck, but don't John and Pete sort of have an obligation to the team, the players that are there, the fans to, like – Let's go out and get these guys and win a championship. Let's go already. Quit, you know, all these stalemates that they come to and they don't want to budge. And it's like, who's going to blink first type stuff? Like, let's just get some guys on the team and go play and win games. Like, Russell's in the prime of his career. The time is now. The window is open. Let's go. Right? Yeah, I know, but I mean, they they still have people they report to too. It's not like he's just opening up his own checkbook and saying, "Hey, here you go." And I'm not saying that's what it is, but you, you, we, I don't know the full circumstances of like what they're allowed to spend, even regardless of the cap. It doesn't mean just because you have that money, like it's allowed to be spent. Because uh, like again, you got to answer somebody else too. So like I really, I can't really say what they should or shouldn't be doing it because I don't know the particular what they're well we should uh, open up a GoFundMe then or something maybe something on the side and, and yeah. help out start a Jamal and Dwayne uh, GoFundMe or something like that get um, our left tackle back well speaking of like players in funky situations and what the heck happened I mean Alden Smith was released from the team we haven't talked about it on here yet what the heck happened uh, he, all the stories out of camp were that he was playing great, looking good, you know, ready to have a good season. And then all of a sudden he was released. And I don't know if you read Pete's comments on it at the post game after the Raiders game here, he talked about it in the presser finally, but like, they're not really saying what happened. He's just saying, yeah, he couldn't really hang with our program. I mean, do you speak Pete Carroll? What does that mean? No, I mean, I don't know what it means. And like, I, you know me, I hate commenting on a situation that I have no Right. You know, details about. So, yeah, well, none of us do. That's yeah. What's frustrating um, about it. I, it, what, what were the specific comments that Pete said? He just said he couldn't hang in our program. You know, we, he said we gave him every opportunity to come in and do the right thing. There's like all these weird kind of phrases being thrown around, but nothing specific. So everybody's just kind of left in the dark. And, and again, I'm a Hawks fan who's just yeah. frustrated, man. Well, well, 
I mean, we're left to just guess, right? And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm guessing with, you know, his track record, unfortunately, you know, it could be anything as little as, you know, being late to meetings and like, you know, Pete being like, hey, man, like this is like your last chance. And, you know, at least with us. And so, you know, being for, straightforward with that, yeah, it could be like being late to meetings, a trivia, as trivial, as small as that. But it could just that's there's a trust factor there that Pete and the team rely on. And if, if that's the case, then it's just like, okay, well, you know, we're not going to wait and see if this gets any worse or anything, but, and, you know, and I hope it's not that, you know, um, the, he had like, like a relapse or something. I, I, I pray that, you know, he's still, you know, fine, you know, mentally and emotionally too. Um, and, and can catch on with another team. Cause I, I'm a big fan of Alden Smith. And I love yeah. the comeback story. Yeah, me too. Such a beast. So yeah. um, really wanted to see him in a hawk uniform and yeah by all accounts i mean you saw the videos him throwing the sled around throwing people around it, i know i'm so excited ah. i i just keep going 33 and a half sacks in his first two years like i mean this is a guy that probably could have potentially uh threatened bruce smith's you know sack record of like yeah. 200 well we'll see what happens and see where he ends up and all that kind of stuff keep following the story i i don't know i i wish sometimes i wish we'd get more specifics and then sometimes we're just never going to and that's just how it goes i don't know um hey uh another sponsor for the show zone in you're wearing the shirt um pretty sweet did you get that shirt for free oh man i bought this shirt <laughs> <laughs> he's the owner but also a client guys uh it's zone in cbd club for man or zone in cbd which one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's lofa's company for all of your cbd needs go to zoneincbd.com use our promo code maybe you've heard of it believe b-l-e-a-v <laughs> you get 20 percent off of your uh purchases at zoneincbd.com and then also if you want to pick it up in person you can do that at bartell drugstores up there in the pnw um lofa let's zone in on the nfl's top 100 players list it comes out every single year it's always fun to look through so far they have only done numbers 100 through 41 so counting backwards towards number one obviously and there's been three seahawks well two Sort of. Well, the, the, the point is you got uh, Quandary Diggs at 77 uh, safety. Tyler Lockett, obviously wide receiver at 76, just one apart from each other. And then KJ Wright at number 67, making the list NFL's top 100. Um, I don't know. Let's just chat about it. Where, what do you think? Um, Quandary Diggs at 77. And also, what about Quandary Diggs? It's like, Without the starters playing in these preseason games, I forget about these guys. But lucky to have him, huh? Oh yeah, I thought he'd be a little higher. Same with Lockett. Um, yeah. And but yeah. you know, I was pumped to make the list, right? And uh, but yeah, he's coming off another Pro Bowl and uh, insanely productive player. No matter where he was here, Detroit, and uh, yeah, he's a he's a football player throwing through, man. I love having that kind of a team. Yeah. What about Tyler Lockett at 76? I think he should be higher. I think last year he yeah. was in the 60s. Uh, now he's at 76. You know, not that it really matters. It's How's just, he going backwards after a career year? But I mean, I guess we can say the same about the next guy. But we'll, we'll stay here for this <laughs> yeah. one. Let's stay with Tyler. Uh, Tyler Lockett, one of the most instinctive football players I've ever seen in my life, regardless of position. Uh, when he came in, the stuff he was doing as a receiver, it was really like, you know, year five, year six stuff in terms of adjusting to a football scramble routes, like just knowing 
you know, the spatial awareness, where he's out on the field, where Russ is, where the escape route is, and, and where the potential, you know, landing spots for the ball could be. And uh, it was like him and Russ had played years together, and that's how instinctually good he was. And so, yeah, 1,000, 100 catches, you know, breaks the record, you know, 1,000 yards, um, ton of touchdowns, and he goes, like, what, eight or nine spots back? I yeah, don't I don't get it. I don't get it, but he's the man. And then uh, K.J. Wright, let's move on to K.J. here. Coming in at number 67 after one of the best years of his career. I don't even think he was on the list before this, but he makes yeah. the – the NFL top 100 list, and he's not even on a team still. I know he can cover the flat, huh? What about yeah. it? Come on, man. Who's going to find KJ Wright? Insane to me. And I mean, you know, I if, I if I'd just be taking this, you know, snapshot, and I probably still will after because I'm a good friend of KJ's and I love him, and just send it to all the GMs and be like, hey, did you know one of the 67 best players in the NFL yeah. is not on a roster right now? Because yeah. uh, it's it's mind-blowing to me, man. I mean, the guy's a stud. And again, I keep going back to the leadership, which that is what gets you into the playoffs and, and on deep runs and, and, you know, winning championships. Mm-hmm. And this guy was one of the pillars of the last decade for the Seahawks. Yeah, I know. They got to – I want them to sign him. I don't know if they will. Who well, knows what's going to happen. I'm sure he's keeping in shape and all that kind of stuff. With, I want to see him on N, on a roster – I'd love yeah. to see him on our roster. Well, with with the departure of Alton Smith, it brings up the point. We were texted about it that I don't know, maybe Daryl Taylor does go to full time, you know, DN, and you know, we bring back our guy at linebacker. So we, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah. um still gonna be some more uh, Seahawks, I believe, on that list coming up. Yeah, we had six players on the list last year. We've already got three on the list. How many more do you think go on? Who are they? What what do you think? Um, well, I think, you know, you got, obviously you got Russ, right? Yeah, He's going to be sure. in there. You yeah. He Bobby. was number two last year, by two the way. Last. Russ yeah. was number two last year. So we'll see where he ends up this year. Bobby for sure. Yeah. Um, Metcalf, you got to believe he broke into there. Uh, I he think wasn't so. On there. That's and that would get us to six. That's six. And then I, you know, you know, maybe I shouldn't use the term I'm, I'm holding out, but I'm holding out hope that Dwayne Brown makes <laughs> Dwayne Brown. Yeah. What about Jamal? Jamal Adams, oh, Jamal, one of, yeah. one of the best under players in the NFL for sure. That would get us to uh, eight. That, yeah, Jamal for sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and maybe eight. Chris Carson, maybe, maybe no. I just because of the the time missed again. I don't know because yeah. you know I think a couple years ago when he had like eleven or twelve hundred yards, I thought okay, this guy's this guy's going into the top one hundred for sure, and it didn't happen. So I was like. You know, these lists are they're weird sometimes but yeah we definitely got at least four more going in uh, yeah with, with like you said bobby jamal uh metcalf and uh russ yeah i think so i think we'll get at least one more than we had last year that's it though for the seahawks podcast we're out of time this episode everybody thanks for tuning in and thanks for listening if you got emails send them to seahawks pod at gmail.com you can also hit us up on any social media believe in seahawks b-l-e-a-v-i-n seahawks lofa you're the man anything else anything else we missed before we get out of here nah brother thank you bro well then let's break it down what do you think what do you think from this episode huh contracts Uh, (laughs) franchise (laughs) tags uh extensions come on sign our guys what do we want to say (laughs) kj right again Oh, sign them all. Sign them all. (laughs) Sign all our guys, man. Sign them all. All right, lead us through it. Come on. 
All right, let us do the last one. You, you, you get it. All right, we'll do we'll do sign them all then on three. Sign them Ooh. all on three. Sign them all on me. One, two, three. Sign them all. all, including Jamal. Right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.